Happy Thanksgiving, and welcome to Podcast You Are All Clear. This week, we're discussing theme park merchandise in honor of Black Friday. I'm Molly. I'm Cheryl. I'm Ashby. Welcome aboard. Please keep all hands, arms, legs, and feet inside at all times. Podcast, you are all clear. Oh, Let's I talking about consumerism and, and Disney merchandise. <laughs> it is that time of year, everyone. The time where you show your love and appreciation for your favorite people by buying them things. Or buying yourself things. At buying myself things every day. Because you're your favorite person. I am. That is true. <laughs> for Black Friday... <laughs> I'm a big Black Friday person, and everyone yeah. always asks, what are you going to get? What presents are you getting? And it's like, oh, it's straight up clothes and things for myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. go clothes shopping once a year, and it's Once Black a Friday. year. That's why I'm always in fall colors. <laughs> and it's fine. What are your favorite Black Friday stores? Oh, you have to start at Target. Black okay. Friday starts <laughs> 6 p.m. on Thanksgiving, Target, even if it's just for toilet paper get there you will see just the best in people and efficiency and then you go from there i've been known to theme park shop on black friday because growing up you know nearby you go to disney springs quite often and you just shop interesting yeah i never would have thought it's just disney springs as a destination for black friday shopping though well i mean you're like growing up in central florida you either spend time at home or if you're a vacation club members you might get your family together at disney because nobody wants to come to your house an hour away so often like the family would get together and then we would kind of go shopping because we also kind of had to fit christmas and presents and stuff but disney springs has become so much more of a shopping complex nowadays i think Mm -hmm. orlando folks think of it as a third mall yeah it's a mall for sure it's a nice little peruse around the place yeah it is. A lot of good water features and good lighting. Always good musicians. There's like 15 bands at any given time. In oh, yeah, for sure. Like. And um, the famous Ricky Subaru. What's his name? <laughs> Eddie oh, Ferrari? No. Eddie Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky Subaru. He's at Universal. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky Subaru is at SeaWorld. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, he does the... Uh, <laughs> Isn't his name Maserati or something? It is. Well, it was yeah. Maserati, I think, right? Oh, Eddie, yeah. patron saint of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have him as a guest one day. Some day. Sure. I love him. Definitely like a live show. Like live show from Disney Springs and we just <laughs> mosey on up to him. <laughs> you just find that one stage and just start doing the podcast while like the wheeling piano lady goes by. Yeah. <laughs> You know what's funny about Disney Springs? Like, as as I was putting together notes for Disney merchandise, Disney Springs did not, was not on my list. Because what? for whatever reason, I don't associate Disney Springs as a place to buy Disney merchandise, right? Like, um, am I totally wrong there to have I, that I always thought of it as, like, the, it's like the catch-all. It's like, oh, whoops, I forgot to you know, get that special thing at Magic Kingdom, and I'm definitely not going back there, so maybe I can go stop by Disney Springs to the world of Disney. 
and point. see if they have it, which nine times out of ten, I they I, probably do. Right. Yeah. So that's how I always thought of it, but I wouldn't I wouldn't like classify it as like theme park merchandise if that makes well, if that kind of goes with what you're saying i don't and know I, I, th- I think it is and i think what we'll get into in a little bit is um a lot for me personally a lot of if i'm gonna buy merchandise or disney souvenir it's going to be very closely linked to an experience that i just have had <laughs> or um that or an environment that i really like right mm-hmm. um and right, as Eddie Maserati was selling T-shirts, maybe I'd buy one at Disney Springs, right, and that would right. count. Um, but yeah, that wasn't initially what I what I thought of when I started it's, writing. It's down funny that you it, that you brought that up because I'll I'll touch on it a little bit now. Where one of the things that, and I'm sure, like I I don't even, and I'd love to like I don't know as we get into this, maybe I'll learn a little bit more. But like, you know, where did where did the idea of merchandise in a theme park start? Was it at Disney? Was it at, you know, another park? I don't know. I feel like it had to be Disney, right? Because, like... Yeah. I mean, we're going to jump right into it. Let's just do yeah. this. Let me, let me... Okay, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna bullet... I'm going to put this on the board, this mm-hmm. thing that I wanted yeah. to talk about, yeah. until we get a little further in, because I feel like I want to learn a little bit before I throw in my two cents about this sure. connection thing. Totally. So there's a lot of debate out there. There's um, any any critic of like modern consumerism, the, that phrase often gives like uh, one of the very first credit to this age of where we ha- want to collect every latest and greatest new phone and cl- clothing item and the whole thing. Um, they link it back to Walt Disney and the way he kind of changed the game with marketing his films that he was releasing. He made mickey mouse more than a cartoon he made him like a household item Mm -hmm. um selling stuffed mickeys and he started the mickey mouse club which sold t-shirts and hats and buttons and pamphlets and posters and the whole thing and it'd be it it brought like mickey mouse to everybody so that was among other things but that was kind of um the start of the idea of if you are a fan of this you want a Mickey Mouse stuffed animal in your house, right? That was like the mark is if, if you like something, you're going to get that in your house. That did not end. It only expanded when he started doing like feature length films. So um, every new animated film that came by had its own line of merchandise. And sometimes, and people talk about this as recently as um, like the new Star Wars movie that's coming up is they say sometimes characters feel like they're created to sell merchandise. Oh, right? like, for sure. Like you see a real like um, furry creature in an old Disney movie and that was potentially created to create a stuffed animal out of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and go sell it. Right. Um, I, feel like, I feel like there was like the guy, like there's like two sides of it, right? There's like the creator that's like, oh, this, this character and this deep backstory and the 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 way it looks and where you know where it's from and then there's like the other guy on the other end with the cigar in his mouth it's like <laughs> we're gonna sell the hell out of that character <laughs> yeah they were, like they went into a pitch meeting and this one guy yeah the artist is like oh i just he's called his name is flounder and he's he's so so skittish and afraid of everything and he's bright yellow and blue and i just I, you know he kind of reminds me as a child and cigar guy's like I'm going to sell the hell out of him. <laughs> He's going to be at every bathtub in America. A- approved. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is, the, I mean, it's as old as the company itself. This idea of like, 
um, put it on a backpack, we'll sell it kind of a thing. <laughs> so um, genius. So genius. And it's honestly like this is one of the, as being a Disney fan, this is something that like, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes, um, you know, the shit disturbers in your life will want to like debate you on Disney Mm -hmm, (laughs) things mm -hmm. and they say like oh why would you go to Disney World when you could go travel the world or why would you um, (laughs) why do you go to Disney World it's just they sell cheap toys um, and make kids think that they need to go there and it's like all right, first of all I don't want to fight you like (laughs) Thanksgiving put your fist Uh, down mom okay I don't want (laughs) to grandma I've said it once I'll say it again you need to relax about this and pass the turkey okay GT turkey but a lot of the consumerism thing comes up all the time it's like Mm. um, why do you why do you need to go um buy all this stuff and i say first of all it's none of your business what anyone does and second i don't do that <laughs> and here comes my confession i own very little disney merchandise I, I don't buy a lot when i'm there but i love perusing all the shops love well it. is it because uh, what i mean what, let's let's continue that conversation mm-hmm. like what's the reasoning is it because it's too expensive and you're like i'm not going to spend that money or is it just like a lack of connection or you just don't want to hoard up one stuff like I don't know like what's the what's your thought behind why um well I guess I can speak to particulars like I don't I don't buy Disney apparel because and maybe this makes me a shameful Disney fan but I think I'd be a little embarrassed I live in Boston right now I think I'd be a little embarrassed to like walk around downtown Boston with my like um splash mountain sweatshirt i don't know Mm. i feel like people would be like Mm -hmm. are you did you get that donate like they were you know what i mean i just um it's not really my style maybe i'll put it that way yeah yeah um and then things like stuffed animals or like plush toys um just i'm 32 years old watch what you say you watch what you say (laughs) i know um well and okay i'll say it again i also live in boston so um, (laughs) it's like a dense area so like my apartment's very small i don't have like the shelf space for that kind of stuff basically like the knickknacks um i will say something i usually do buy every single disney trip is a disney book of some sort Oh, Whether it's like, um, and this is since I was little. Um, oh, boy. Like an Imagineering book or in my early 20s when I was like such a professional, I'd buy like leadership books <laughs> like from oh. the Disney oh. Institute. <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah, it was fun. Um, they're great. I recommend them. What about, yeah. okay, so Cheryl, since you like grew up mm, right. in that environment, like what about you and your family? Like did you end up like, because you see those houses that are just like completely Disney-fied. Yeah. Yes. Is it that or is it like no? <laughs> I don't. Well, I mean, I think over time there's a lot more Disney, but it wasn't very Disney-fied. I will tell you every thing that I ever bought was to impress the kids at school. So oh. I would... <laughs> Like, I had a Winnie the Pooh backpack that looked like the stuffed animal Winnie the Pooh, because that wasn't a thing back then. Like, you had a backpack, and it had Winnie the Pooh on it, but you didn't have, like, a stuffed animal that you unzipped and stuffed things into him. Like, I thought it was so cool, because I basically wore poo on my back. Like, what? Who am I? (laughs) It's a fun sentence. (laughs) 
Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but I remember that being like huge growing up. And then, you know, from there, cool. a lot of the souvenirs that we bought were things that we enjoyed in the park. So like, I was a huge balloon <laughs> gal. Like as soon as we went in, we found a balloon and usually it was because we had a stroller so we could tie it to the stroller. But I thought oh. it was so cool having a stroller. Yeah, I, I basically knew Instagram culture, like, before. Um, you were. <laughs> so many pictures of Cheryl holding the whole thing of balloons. Thank you. You know, adding to, your, adding to this drama, which we'll get to one day, that Cheryl hates Animal Kingdom. Yes. Um, does it really, really make you mad that you can't buy a balloon at Animal Kingdom? Oh, uh, yes. man. Yeah, I figured. I was, but I it's for it. the animals. Come on. Who cares? Come on. It's not I a zoo. <laughs> I figured that would bother you. I will, I will be honest, though. One of the shirts I wore most, because I also wasn't a very big Disney apparel person. And if I did have Disney apparel, it was something that was kind of like... Like, it would be a quote from, like, Lilo and Stitch that said, like, my friends need to be punished. Or, like, you didn't really know what it was. Oh, my God. Isn't that weird? But I did. I had an opening year, 98, with, like, the Tree of Life animals. Animal Kingdom. And I wore that. Not as much as I wore my Aerosmith shirt that I got from Rock and Roller Coaster. But, like, whatever. Cool. (laughs) So you might be a Disney apparel person. (laughs) I mean, I am now. Every hat I own has a Disney (laughs) But... Yeah, as a little kid, I guess I wore way more of that stuff. I was all about like the licensed, <laughs> the licensed look. I'll put it that way. It's yeah, it's interesting to hear everybody's kind of like uh, out or uh, like uh, perception of merchandise, you know? Because like there is there is that question of like why are we so attached to having something that we have to take back with us? Um, for me, I. Because I didn't go to Disney until I was 16, and there was such a buildup to that moment that it was almost like I felt like there was a feeling of like, oh my gosh, I have to get so many things. Yeah, you like have to catch up or something. Yeah, like I'm so behind, and there's all these wonderful things that I'm experiencing, and I want to be able to take away, you know, memories with this stuff. But I didn't, I didn't really take much. You know what I mean? I didn't get much when I was there. Um but there was that feeling of like, oh, man, if I could buy all this stuff, I would, you yeah. know, and I'd take it with me. But I was kind of in that same boat as you, Molly, with like, I, Goofy, I think we've talked about this before. He's like my favorite character ever. Right. And if there's any Goofy merchandise, I will get it. So <laughs> uh, I'm going to make sure to set, we're going to share a photo on Instagram <laughs> when this comes out of my collection of Goofies because it's a little bit out of control. <laughs> but that was the thing. Um I never wanted to, like, it was like, I want to buy the little plush Goofies and put them on my shelf, yeah. but you're not going to catch me wearing a Goofy shirt walking out of this place right. to, the, to the public. And mm-hmm. it was that same kind of feeling of like, I don't know, it was like a little bit embarrassed for yeah. some reason. As I got older, I didn't care, and now I have a couple Goofy shirts, and I'll wear them proudly because, like, you know. Because you are kind of Goofy. That, right, like... <laughs> embrace the the inner nerd you know mm-hmm. but i think that's just something when you're growing up that you kind of go through right you want to it's the whole thing of like fitting in and being yep. cool or whatever like listen if you're if you're listening to this you don't have to be cool okay yeah. being cool i mean you're listening to a theme park podcast where none of us are cool <laughs> exactly exactly I, I get it the pressures of growing up and all that stuff but um i did enjoy pins though because it was like a cool small takeaway that you could like buy your favorite ride or favorite character mm-hmm. and it would just fit like right in your pocket, 
you know, yeah. and then you could go home and kind of display them however you wanted to. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I was with mine. I didn't get a lot. Goofy plushes, I before I moved away, I had every Goofy plush that had ever come out on property. <laughs> so that's a problem. But, you know. <laughs> Did they go into storage? Yeah. So they all went into uh, a nice big plastic container um, in storage. Because when we moved out to California, I didn't know what our space situation was going to look like you know and living in the city kind of like what you're saying with boston it you you get a little confined um Mm -hmm. so it was like well do i take this important you know bed or do i take these (laughs) goofy plushes you can make a bed of goofy plushes (laughs) (laughs) right that would be so comfy um it's like scrooge mcduck diving into his money pit yeah um so yeah so they're in storage currently at the moment but um one day they'll come out. They will be back, I promise. Do you have room now, though? Like, do you have more room than you thought you would? Yeah, we definitely have the room for it. But now it's the journey of, like, we have yeah. to get our stuff from Florida at some yeah. point. Yikes. Yeah. Um, In case anybody was wondering about my <laughs> my logistical side of life, that's how things are going there. drive those out, that would be awesome. Right. If you're anybody coming from Orlando to L.A., let me know. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, cross-country road trip. Um, I did, I did want to take note of this because, um, I'm not like down on merchandise. I just like, I also am the kind of person who will walk around a store, fill up my hands with all sorts of things I want and then put them all back and leave. Oh, I'm a little bit of like a procrastinator when it comes to like shopping in general. So this might be way more like a personal weirdness than like (laughs) the lack of interest in buying Disney things. Um, For somebody who used to work in merchandise, not at Disney, but elsewhere, (laughs) uh, do you actually put it back in the right place? Yes, I do. And I'm very particular about folding and stuff too. All right. Okay. Yeah. Proud of you. I I do find that my like, my purchasing styles have changed over time because, you know, when you're a kid and it's not fully your money or you have the comforts of like home, you're like, oh, I'm going to buy all this stuff. And then you become an adult and you're like, but where am I going to put it? I don't. Yes. I don't need stuffed animals at 32. Yeah. I mean, I still do. Well, right. Uh, I mean, when you're collecting a specific thing, but like. Yeah. I agree. It's a difference between collecting and being like, all these friends live on my bed with me. Like, it's different. It's like, you have a a goal there. And so now it's more of a, a conscious, like, do I actually need this? No. So then it becomes a yeah. lot more oh, pens. Yeah. Pens and magnets as an adult. Right. Oh, <laughs> magnets. Recent souvenirs for me have been like keychains, notebooks. <laughs> um, yeah, probably a pin, books. <laughs> You're like laundry soap. Uh, <laughs> things yeah. that I can use. But it is. So uh, in my next point I'll get into is, um, yeah, it's the sort of stuff that can like give you a little bit of memory or a little bit of like warm and fuzzy feeling when you're doing every your everyday life stuff. So like Disney homewares has become, I've noticed in the parks, oh, yeah. has become an increasingly larger portion of the stores. I think it's because people want to sprinkle in like a little bit of Disney when they're like drying their towels off or or not drying their towels, drying their Wait, dishes what? off. <laughs> I just looked at my dish towels when I said that. When, so I, I was, for a moment, I'm like, how the hell do you do that? <laughs> with another towel. In a Disney dryer. A Disney towel. Um, <laughs> or even just I, the, the houseware stuff is like Disney glasses or Disney plates or, you know, that sort of stuff where they just want to like mm-hmm. sprinkle in a little bit of like subtle Disney. I can get on board with that, I think, a lot. Um, yeah, like a good easier. mug. Oh, man. I, oh, I could actually yeah. talk about mugs. Um, 
I do want to say this one thing. So I, in college, I was a hospitality major. Um, and so was Cheryl. <laughs> I <laughs> should mention that. Um, we both excelled in it. Um, it's how we but, met. But, it's how we met. Um we so in one class early in college it was like the history of leisure which was just fascinating to begin with it was really cool um the idea of leisure was is actually pretty new the idea you know having time off from work is interesting but anyway Mm. um we most people focus if they have a vacation they mostly focus on the experience itself but it's been like proven by um like doctors and scientists that there's actually three parts to enjoying a leisure activity in its anticipation experience and reminiscing about it so oh, like how interesting yeah so like booking a hotel can give you quite a bit of pleasure right like um even even if you're a spot more of a spontaneous person but like getting on the plane booking a last minute trip um oh. that's all part of the experience then you experience vacation or whatever and then in uh reminiscing about it remembering what you did can sometimes bring you even more joy than the experience itself so that's the idea of um buying souvenirs um to remember a specific moment or in general your whole trip or a first or a best or all those things so um in defense of the souvenir uh, consumerism you have to remember that remembering your these vacations are just as important as being there so that's so funny it ties it so this is what i was going to talk about earlier i'll throw it in now yeah it's funny how like you know you go to i mean disney but but any i mean theme park in general and you come out of the attraction and you walk into the gift shop right and it's always that joke of like oh surprise here's a gift shop at the exit of the attraction yeah and it's funny. I think probably everybody jokes about that, but it it fits in with what you're talking about about the reminiscing part, right? Like you, and and what I love is um, I learned this when I was working at Disney from uh, Imagineering about how because you know they they also hear like oh at the exit of you know the gift shop, but it's also tied into what they referred to as like the hero's journey. Um, and if you look this up, this is, so this is a whole nother like subject that you could probably find podcasts about, but there's this thing called the hero's journey that, um, people have used over the years in storytelling. So like movies and books and whatever it is, if you're trying to tell a story, you could look to the hero's journey. Uh, it was a guy, what was his name? Joseph Campbell. He made this like thing in 1949, um, about tales of characters and what they do and, all these other things. But in the hero's journey, there's this kind of, we'll call it a step of like their reward. Uh, And in parentheses, they say seizing the sword. So it's like you get that thing, that object that then goes on, you know, with the journey. And it's usually at a moment of like, you've retrieved it. And now it's kind of moving on to, you know, going either back to somewhere or the journey home or whatever it is. Um, A couple of like big examples of that would be like, the lightsaber that Luke Skywalker had or the mm, merchandise, the, the slippers for, you know, Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz, things like that, that just kind of tie in with whatever your journey was. And then you go home and now you have this object that helps you remember and kind of connect to those memories of that really 
great journey that you went on. And so like that's part like when you buy something after riding a ride, typically you're kind of doing that because you want to remember and have something that kind of sparks a memory of the journey that you went on. And that makes sense from a from a Disney perspective or a Universal or SeaWorld probably as opposed to your mm-hmm. typical more traditional amusement park is because all of these theme park attractions are going to have a story associated with it and you're mm-hmm. not just an just a bystander to the action you are involved you are part of the story you are on dinosaur <laughs> you've gone off course to go save the <laughs> what's it called the Oh, God. Al, Al, sorry. Car- Carnotaurus. No, that's a bad one. Well, the Carnotaurus is the evil dinosaur that comes after you. Well, he's just violent, not evil. He's living know. his best life. Listen, he's a carnivore. he was evil. He scared the hell out of me. <laughs> he did. Um, but yeah, you're, you are there along with your heroes, um, yeah. main characters, along for the ride. I, I always, whenever I hear Hero's Journey, I guess because this was just something that has been discussed so much is like harry potter such a classic hero's journey story mm, like textbook mm-hmm. but that's why it just resonates so well with everyone is because it doesn't have to be super complex it just is what it is and similarly to we were talking about like disney cartoons um and like oh there's very clearly merchandise popping out of this there are so many of those object moments in harry potter that just are merchandise Oh, when you yeah. get your wand as a first year wizard, it's like, oh, that's that should be merchandise, right? Right. Um, right. The Deathly Hallows themselves; those are three objects. Capture you could sell the that, <laughs> right? That's, yeah. That's the whole yeah. thing. Um, so much. It's really interesting. I was thinking in my head while we were talking about that. Like, can you imagine if you, <laughs> like, like at a carnival, you know, you get on the scrambler. And then you get off the scrambler and you walk into a gift shop. Can you imagine? <laughs> right. Like, like right. oh, we've got some scrambler like, uh, t-shirts, e- egg beater. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> that, that feels even too creative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's too much, right? <laughs> God, I love the scrambler though. If they were selling oh, scrambler favorite. hoodies, I would actually buy that. I think it's that, kind of cool. You know, that, they're missing out. What are they not doing here? Yeah. Okay, call us traveling right. carnivals. <laughs> So when you think, and I'll be honest about this, unless um, you guys have specific information, I think when we talk about Disney merchandise tonight, we're probably talking about Disneyland, Disney World. I know, especially like Tokyo, Disney Sea, and all of them have very specific kind of iconic merchandise. But for the sake of this episode, I think we're, we can assume we're talking about Disneyland and Disney World. I think that's mm-hmm. probably safe to say. Um so typically in uh, in these parks that we're talking about stateside here, there are usually a couple of really big stores that you can find most of the main merchandise um, in the park, right? Yeah. So in Magic Kingdom and Disneyland, um, it's right on Main Street, USA, which is a land, um, and it's called the Emporium. Like the world's largest gift shop or something i think magic kingdom actually might hold that no world of disney is the largest gift shop. world of disney has the yeah they're, yeah they're the i think they're the biggest and i think they i don't know numbers but i feel like i feel like they sell the most like they probably make the most right. money that might be the record but i feel like hold. emporium would not be far behind this is all speculation, by the way. Yeah, we are um, very data-driven. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, 
I love the Emporium on Main Street in both Disneyland and Disney World. I think it is. I prefer walking through the Emporium than walking down Main Street. I think. Oh yeah, that's it's a great like, like it's like a a, a bypass. Mm-hmm. And then usually I I stop and buy something. And Disneyland's Emporium is there is so much more to look at in those stores than just the merchandise. I mean every little room you go in is so themed and so there's so much stuff going up on the you know higher levels and um actually wasn't there like a big organ or something we recently oh yeah well so and i don't even know if the organ is still there but there was a section on that side where it was the penny arcade yeah yeah and they had all these like old-fashioned right. little games and you know that's little so cool. peep show things. I, I, that's what? probably the wrong wrong name for it. <laughs> but like, you pop a penny in there, and then you know you play something or look at something. But they had this they, giant. I don't think they're called peep show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Listen, I don't. I mean, well, it could be. I don't know. I don't. Um, know. Uh, so yeah, so there was like this organ slash like it was like a a full music player because it had like the organ it had like a little drum and whatever and yeah you just like pop a little i think it was like a quarter in there and then it would just play a song it was like i could have lived there it was so great we did i mean we spent a long time in those stores Mm -hmm. it was it was very enjoyable i have a fun fact here about um disneyland's i actually put it down under a weird things you can buy at disney parks but um this was the only fun fact so (laughs) i'm gonna bring it up now um Uh in the opening disneyland and for probably like 15 years later there was actually a lingerie store on main street whoa okay peep show i was just talking so wait maybe that they replaced the the bra store with the peep shows that makes sense (laughs) i guess they just kept all the same stuff and they just paid a quarter now um that's but great it was called hollywood maxwell's intimate apparel shop whoa and it had this like big robot um Wait. named the wonderful wizard of bras who would <laughs> i'm not kidding this sounds like something i dreamt but this is oh, true and he would like um he was just like a robot and he would be like he would walk everyone through i don't know who i don't know who was watching this but he would walk everyone through the history of like underwear um and then people could like keep walking and then go shopping for like bras and undies and like slips and stuff um which is great and i'm so jealous that i couldn't didn't do that and i said this a couple weeks ago last trip i was in disney world i had a laundry crisis and by that i mean i didn't pack enough (laughs) i didn't pack enough in general but something i didn't pack was enough under things um and i had to go to disney springs to go to go buy some (laughs) i could have wandered but i didn't want to (laughs) so like i would buy a bra in disneyland if they still did that i once had to buy socks at disneyland because my feet hurt so i think you know you know, special undergarments are important. Did the wonderful Wizard of Bras help you? Oh my um, god, that's amazing. No. Yes. <laughs> it was just a guy. <laughs> his name, I called him Henry, but... Right. You didn't know. <laughs> that's what his name tags is. <laughs> Henry from Anaheim. <laughs> that's amazing. Animal Kingdom, I'll talk about that because that's where I spent most of my time. Um, 
there so it's funny they went through a shift so it used to be when you would leave the park you had two big shops on either side of the pathway you had island mercantile and outfitters and island mercantile was like the big the big right. store it was like the emporium of animal kingdom and then outfitters was basically clothes which fits the name right uh right themes yeah. so that was kind of how it went for a long time and then when pandora was coming not pandora's box like pandora mm-hmm, <laughs> the right. world of that avatar like yeah yeah uh they they did a big change to Animal Kingdom because that park was not built for large crowds if you had ever been there before um, Pandora opened. And so they did a lot of pathway um, widening and restructured kind of a little bit of the way that things were done in the front. And they expanded the retail space for what was then called Outfitters. They closed it down added a whole bunch of space and then they reopened it as discovery trading company Wow! and it became the big um i'll call it like the big emporium store and then island mercantile so they kind of almost flip-flopped a little bit um so the the new discovery one that's when you walk in facing the tree that's on the right on the right side yeah oh okay yeah, it's really nice now because they have a there's a, a cool little like clock tower there and um, their their registers are all in one kind of location where you can do the whole like queue that goes back and forth, you know, to get mm-hmm. to the registers and stuff. Um, they, I mean, it was great because obviously now you have a retail space that's been improved and brought up to date um, and can handle a larger amount of people. So. Anyways, that was my long story of saying Discovery Trading Company is the big box store <laughs> at Animal Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. And then you take it over to Epcot and you pretty much have your big one, the mouse gear. Yes. I like mouse gear a lot. I love so it. Good. I feel like the difference at like, you know, Magic Kingdom and all the other stores is that they're separate. So, right, Magic Kingdom has the Emporium, but then on the other side is where you get like your jewelry or like. Good point. Yeah. And then even at studios, but like Mouse Gear has everything in one building. But for how much longer? Because I think that they're going to be changing it up soon. Oh, no. I've heard from everything I've heard. Again, we don't have rumors here, but from everything I heard, it's going to go under like a big old refurbishment, Mm -hmm. but come back like bigger and better. I really hope that one room. Yeah. I love that one room where they have all the moving gears and the, you know, the characters and stuff isn't there a piece of the original uh journey into imagination up in probably in the higher levels yeah when i go to epcot next week i'll scout it out and see if i can find it but so at epcot mouse gear is the big one and then studios kind of breaks it up into a few different ones so there's mickey's of hollywood uh keystone clothiers there's one called i think mickey it says five and ten but i'm sure they want you to call it five and dime (laughs) <laughs> right. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, interesting. But I will tell you, I mean, they don't necessarily have, well, they turned Mickey's of Hollywood into the toy part, but back in the day where the Starbucks was, was like a huge warehouse of toys. And I, oh, that's right. I yeah. remember that. That's that was right. cool. That was hands down my favorite store ever. And when they closed it, I was sad, but not actually anymore because now Starbucks is my favorite. Like, it up, <laughs> it's like it grew up with me, basically. Yeah, right. Oh, it's true. Oh, that's sweet. But, How funny. Um, they closed Creature Comforts in Animal Kingdom to put a Starbucks in, too. That was oh, a, another, did, yeah, yeah. another Starbucks, yep. man. 
Interesting. Um, recently, the mm, studios, what was the Mickey store called? Mickey's, Mickey's of Hollywood. Hollywood. Um, that went under a little bit of a, a refresh last month, and it's really pretty. Like, they did a very good job. When they redo stores, I feel like they do a really good job. Mm-hmm. Disney. Yeah. Um, oft, sometimes when changes are made, it, not everyone's, like, on board to changes. But I think it's pretty unanimous. Like, store updates are always pretty a pretty good idea. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're really good. And it's kind of nuts how, like, I, I, I'm not going to go into all the details, but there's a lot of different layers involved in either building a store, uh, which I saw in Shanghai quite a bit, or a remodel of a store. And uh, it's it's nuts how many, like, behind-the-scenes teams are involved, and they all have to work together to put together this, like, machine that's really going to be able to have people come in and out, you know, quickly and efficiently uh, and be able to show the most merchandise that you possibly can. It's It's, it's a marvel what they do. That's so interesting. I would have never thought that that was like more than one team was involved in. Yeah, because there's like there's that. there's people involved in the the actual like if you think about the like we'll call it like the the structure of it. So you have like your your shelves and your racks and your thing. I'm butchering probably all the names of these things, but you have all that stuff. And then you have the people that are like, okay, what merchandise are we going to put on there? And then it's like another team's like, well, here's how we're going to display it to make it look so beautiful and catch the eye of the guest. And then like you have the operation <laughs> that actually runs all this stuff. Um, so it's it's a, it's kind of crazy that they can have these stores just roll out like they do, you know, with all yeah. these people involved. I will say too, so like growing up as a kid, Disney Springs was such a fun store of the world of Disney. And I loved that huge stuffed animal wall with oh the Alice who was, like, coming out of the house. Like, <laughs> it was so well done. But then, like, you know, they've changed it since then, and it's all been remodeled. And, I, you know, oh, I, right. I miss it, and I hate it at the same time. But now, you know, having worked in retail, the amount of, like, merchandise that you have to put out on the floor just to be able to stock it and make it look normal, you'll never sell in a year. So, I mean... Kudos to them for retheming it and also making it more you know, business savvy. But also, I miss my my stuffed animal wall a little bit. <laughs> man. We had it good in the nineties, kids. You'll never know what that feels like. <laughs> well, because this isn't what we're talking about, but even just like the Disney Store and all the malls. They also had like an amazing little sets oh, you could right. play with, and the, yeah. yeah, the big plush pyramid yep. basically with big screen playing and world of disney was just like that times 10 which i think mm-hmm. what was so cool about it yeah the world of disney store i i actually do kind of like the updates but there are things i do miss about it there's like a little little whimsy that's missing yeah now it's definitely just like hi you're in a store that's it what is. yeah that's there are it some feels more details, like that. though some cool details if you kind of like look up and around and all of that just a lot more open everything's a lot more open yeah for sure change a store around um california adventure i from my memory you guys can correct me it's a little it it reminds me a lot of of hollywood studios the way there was just like a store maybe on your right and left kind of as you start as you head in before you branch off into any other areas um just some main stores like that 
Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have like that big giant store. It's like, yeah, little shops, kind of like uh, Hollywood Studios. What's nice about a lot of these stores, though, are, I guess, studios and um, the Main Street ones, the Emporiums, is for the most part, they're they're kind of interconnected. Every once in a while, you have to bump back out into the street, but you could m- kind of wander from, if you were on the outside looking in on, on Main Street, it would look like those were three different stores, but once you're on the inside, they're connected, which I kind of like. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm obviously the only one who likes that. <laughs> <laughs> we support your decision to enjoy uh-huh. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Well, it's funny. When I went to, um, I know we're getting way off a of topic, but like uh, Tokyo Disney, um, or Tokyo Disneyland to be specific, the, I felt, because like Main Street there is covered if you haven't seen pictures of that before, which is, like, really weird. And it gives it more of, like, a weird, like, it almost feels like you're in a bit of an outside mall. Yeah. Because you're going in and out of shops, and there's, like, side streets that I didn't even know existed, like, that you're going down, and there's other shops. And that was actually a little overwhelming, um, going through all their merchandise that they had there. Yeah, I went down, like, a little internet um, hole of looking at Tokyo merchandise, and it is... A lot of stuff that looks really cool, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, the whole thing with, like, Duffy and stuff. Well, we, that could be a whole other episode. Oh, gosh. Duffy, yeah. Oh, that's, that looks... I was... I didn't like Duffy until I realized Duffy had a life. And now I'm very oh, intrigued by Duffy. and friends. Stella yes. Yes, pals. He has more friends than I do. Guaranteed. <laughs> Yeah, a brand new one. Oh, the what one was her from name? Alani. Cookie, Cookie Cook- Ann. They changed her Cookie name. Cookie Ann. Mm-hmm. Cookie Ann. Used to just be Cookie. Um, yeah, we were getting we we're getting off, but Way I like beats. it. Gross. Um, let's. I think a good place to jump now is maybe what were our favorite things to buy when we um, were little, and this could include probably like Disney store stuff too, right? Like what Disney. What Disney merchandise did we surround ourselves with when we were younger? Um, I loved the Mickey straws. I was queen bee of getting those every time we sat down. Like the twisty ones? Yeah. That like look, yeah, those are awesome. So when you stepped through it, it went through Mickey's head and into your mouth. It was perfect. <laughs> Sounds terrible You're when you say it that way. <laughs> How much do you think those costed back Costed. How much do you think those cost back then? Oh, boy. <laughs> they were probably free for kids, let's be honest. Oh, now, man, interesting. It's an add-on. Yeah. But I loved those. I also um, was a huge, like I said, I liked anything that I could use to participate in the park. So at Haunted Mansion, they used to have these little, like, ghost, like, leashes that made it look like you were walking a ghost dog. Hilarious. Mm. That's My awesome. favorite. I would talk to that thing incessantly all through the park. I would give it a name and just be speaking only to my dog. This is now now the third time you've mentioned (laughs) talking to imaginary things walking through Magic Kingdom. Thank you. That and the ghost from the Haunted Mansion. (laughs) Right. Ezra, I wish I knew you as a little kid because we could have talked. Thank you. But it was always like a balloon. It was always a balloon. It was always a ghost dog. And then um, at night, because we were huge Spectro Magic fans, as we've mentioned. Oh, have we? God. I, um, no, we haven't. And I want to. They always <laughs> Ever. They had the glow cart, and there used to be these little roses. 
And I was used to think it was like the bistros, and it had a battery in it, which freaked me out, but you could turn it on and it would light up. Yeah, the glow cart before night parades is just tempting. Oh. For sure. Yeah, you're a lucky kid that you got those. Mm -hmm. I never got anything off the glow cart, ever. Mm -mm. Um, So you're lucky. That's pretty... That's pretty cool. Thank you, Mom and Dad. Yeah. What were yours? Oh, we are, you already talked about it a little bit, though. Books. <laughs> I got a lot books. of books. Yeah, you already talked about your boring thing. Oh, we don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> nerd alert. Um, I think when I was little, I think, because we definitely, um, you had, like, your birthday money or your Christmas money or your first communion money. I don't know. And we would yeah. save that up, and you were allowed to buy what you wanted um i think i definitely got stuffed animals sometimes i do actually distinctly remember now my very first trip um i was six and so i was i was into both disney and barbie at the time still pretty actively and i bought a like disney world exclusive barbie and i you have options right you could have done like the tourist barbie that had like you know a balloon and you know gear fanny pack guaranteed um or i could have gotten like bell or cinderella and i chose mary poppins yeah oh my gosh um and i was obsessed with her not mary poppins not the movie but mary poppins the barbie doll because she was so pretty first of all um and her clothes were very functional like in the way i played barbies because <laughs> i did not play princesses i played like modern businesswoman owning a clothing store so like (laughs) mary poppins clothes were like a blouse a blue skirt and then she had a scarf and a coat but then also a white dress so i was like this is gonna look good in the store yes Um, oh my gosh but i loved her and i liked those sort of things like the exclusive um what's that what word am i trying to look for here like uh when two things collaboration right like the disney (laughs) collaboration with barbie or the disney collaboration with lego or the disney collaboration with um those sort of things i think were fun because they felt exclusive you couldn't buy that at the disney store you couldn't buy it at target you had to get it at disney world absolutely Um, i liked those sort of things um i had yeah do you like i feel like two merchandise has changed over time so there were things that were always a staple inside the park that you don't really see so much anymore. Like, I mean, I don't I don't know if you guys remember this, but at Disney's Hollywood Studios, they used to have, like, Muppet-style puppets, like, cards of those where you could buy them. And um, they were just really cool because it was so different. Like, yeah, that is <laughs> neat. I remember I got a G- – I saved up for, like, a whole two years and bought a genie one, and then he was my best friend. <laughs> I also talked like to him. Hand, like a hand puppet? That's so – or, like, oh, like, you mean, like, Muppet like style, meaning Muppet they have, like – style oh my God. genie puppet. That's cool. It was very That's cool. That's amazing. Um, I have a picture why of it somewhere. Why they sell those? Right? I don't know why they stopped because I think that they're so perfect. But then um, I don't know if – Molly, I don't – I think they stopped. I actually looked this up. They stopped selling these in 2011. But do you remember ball sacks? Oh, no. I do. I do. I don't. Oh. Can you explain it? Maybe I do, but not by that name. So, <laughs> well, the name was the hardest thing to like miss. Also, what? Also, what a questionable name. This is episode well, explicit. It's, it's, <laughs> it's got. It's technically it's supposed to be Balzac, like with a Z, right? Balzac. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> But I think 99% of the customers will call it 
a ball sack. It's like, how did that make it through the boardroom? Excellent name. No one will get this wrong. Yes. Oh, the guy at the end of the table with the cigar was like, oh, yeah, definitely. Everybody's going to be talking about the ball sack. The guy at the end of the table was, like, too old because he was making decisions about (laughs) Disneyland in 1955. (laughs) He was like, I don't care. I'm not. Ah, yeah. Go for it. Yeah, sounds great. Ball sack. I can't yeah, see great. anything or hear anything anymore. <laughs> but there were these cards that I remember there was one like in the Epcot like tunnel breezeway thing. And then there were they were definitely in. There was an Animal Kingdom too. Oh, they were. Yeah. What is yeah, yeah. this though? What I have a story they? about that. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Um, I'm trying to find a photo. But they were literally just like balloons and you bought like a, a, a cloth covering to go around it. And they just had these big stands with all these big balloons, and they would kind of throw them at a kid. Like, not throw them. Oh. <laughs> but they would, like, bounce <laughs> it at a that kid. Job? <laughs> and then you would just go, ooh and then just bounce it back. I used to love uh, them. That's where my story comes in. <laughs> so uh, when I worked at Animal Kingdom, there was at least, at least two times uh, <laughs> that, that I was called over to respond to a situation where a kid had been hit by one of these balls <laughs> and fell and hurt themselves. Uh, obviously, it wasn't done on purpose, but, like, at some point, I mean, as you were explaining what they did, I'm sure the listeners were like, wait, why would you throw these balls at these children? I mean, I think um, I kind of remember this now. Yeah, so they went away. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if that's the reason why, but it would definitely add to the reason why we shouldn't be selling or throwing those no. things at children. I mean, I don't know who actually ever bought them, but man, oh man, when they left, I definitely noticed. I was a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Balzac. I, I looked it up Balzac. in like one of the um, the messaging that they put out was, you know, we regularly evaluate our offerings and make appropriate adjustments. As such, the Balzac kiosks will no longer be there. <laughs> Our clothes. It's like a national thing. Yeah, it's like they have clothes. At this time, we're evaluating future opportunities for these areas. <laughs> I feel like there was probably like a kid from back in the day that was so traumatized by this that they were like, I'm coming after them when I get older. Yes. <laughs> oh, so. Um. I was sorry. I just took. I cut you off. No, you're. You, fine. Did you have more to talk about ball sex? <laughs> I could go on all day, but we'll leave it right. there. So we're gonna have to cut you off at some point. <laughs> um, oh god. I was gonna ask. There are also there's there's all these big stores that you can buy. I think what we'd all consider probably to be typical theme park merchandise. What we're thinking of: um, t-shirts and hats and water bottles and toys and all that sort of stuff um but uniquely in disney world disneyland i think there's also the opportunity to buy totally unique gifts that were if you had them up in your house you would have to explain to someone that like oh i got this from disney world like they don't look like they're from disney world they don't seem like they're from disney world um the most obvious one on this list that i'm thinking of is probably anything from the world showcase that yes. you would get around the countries oh, at Epcot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have a lot. Of, if I have anything, I probably have a lot of Epcot stuff. I have a lot of, like, German beer steins. Yeah. I used from to... Japan. <laughs> 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 no, they sell those from in Germany. Morocco for sure. <laughs> yes, yeah. You have to ask for them, yeah. but they sell in Morocco. I used to always get I... perfumes from, like, the different yes. places. Like, in Norway. That was fun. Mm-hmm. 
Norway, yeah, Norway, Italy, France oh, all God, have. The, s- the smell in Norway drove perfume. me crazy. But yeah, because you have to walk through it. That perfume. Ugh. Ugh. You know, it's funny. I hardly visited merchandise shops in the World Showcase. Because I knew that it wasn't going to be Disney merchandise. Oh, interesting. We have like yeah. opposite merchandise approaches. Yeah, I didn't. Because I, I, for and maybe like, I don't know, maybe it's like the old man in me. But I was like, I'm not going to go in a shop. <laughs> it's like I can go to the mall and buy, you know. Like I wanted to go into a Disney shop because I knew that it would be something I wouldn't find anywhere else. Well, then you, you know got to I mean? get into the Italy Pavilion because they sell masks. And you cannot buy that no, in any mall. I, yeah, but I could go to Italy and get it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Mr. Fancy Man. Oh, okay. I have an airport near me. Okay. <laughs> uh, but it's – so the the reason I say that is because it was for, I mean, years that I never went into a merchandise shop out there unless I was forced to, you know, coming out of a, uh, a ride. But – I remember the first time I actually started looking in some of them was uh, my team and I, we did a, um, like a scavenger hunt type thing, you know, find these things, take pictures of them. And a lot of the things were inside of some of the merch shops. And I remember I was blown away going into the UK gift shop and I saw like Beatles merchandise and Doctor Who. And I was like, wait, what world am I in that I can find something for Doctor Who inside of a Disney park? And the world quickly, showcase. It's the greatest quickly place. realized that there are some fun merchandise opportunities if you check out those shops in the, the world showcase. The toy store in Germany is wonderful. Oh yeah, yeah. And there's yeah. a soccer store. There's a couple soccer stores. Do you remember those when you could really build cool. your own like German doll in the Germany pavilion? Like you could give it all of your like. You picked its hair. You picked its eyes. Its face shape. No, but I. Wish I oh. had known it, about that. I remember it as a kid, and it was the thing I wanted forever. And I think, like, for my 10th birthday, one of those, like, milestone birthdays, my mom took me and was like, oh, we're going to make you a doll. And I cried so hard. It was, like, my favorite thing. I never took her out of the box either. So, like, I never played with her. Mm-hmm. Did she look just like you? She looked just like me, but with, like, buck teeth. And I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. Funny. She had a gap. Too. I loved. Oh, I loved the um the um. Oh my gosh, why am I the cuckoo clocks? Oh yeah. yeah, they were so cool to look at. And then of course, when like Werther's original came in, Ugh, so good. It smells so that, delicious. Yeah, yeah, it does. That became delicious. a favorite of mine. Oh, for sure. But like, let's talk about it because for my family, souvenirs often were food. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely. No, for sure. I I think. For sure, that is that's what I would buy. Yes, I did not yeah. leave without. They had little like rock candies in Japan and the rice paper mm-hmm. candies in that little green and red like cat J- box in Japan. Japan gift shop is amazing. Oh, that that shop full of candy back there. That's where we like, bought our pokey. <laughs> oh, it's crazy. You can do the pick a pearl uh, kind of whole so experience good. in Japan. That's so fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, they have like legit kimonos in one of those shops back there. Not to mention the Sanrio stuff. You want your Hello Kitty? Oh. Mm. Yeah, got it. Yeah, I'm trying to think There's what so other much. what other kind of fun store. Yeah, France is kind of fun because you kind of weave your way back into the pavilion. Morocco's the same way. You can get oh yeah, totally Morocco lost is in a that hidden one. gem. It is so pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, the China one is also the China store so is cool. way 
back. It's at the far, far back. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Because it's like, yeah, it's like you're in a market back there. Yeah, it's much bigger yeah. than you think. It's mm-hmm. huge, and I'm sure the show exits probably right there. That makes sense. Um, oh right, yeah. And then what store am I missing? Oh, of course, Mexico is so wonderful. So good because that's like it's kind of the whole theme of the of the pavilion itself it's so unique it's unique to any of the other pavilions is like you've walked into this little marketplace right at you know sunset and the whole thing is just a marketplace it's so cool i can't stand that one what why it's because it's it's so crowded all the time because there's the people like the people that are coming in to go to the restaurant, the people that are exiting the ride, people that are waiting Cheryl. in line to get their yeah, Cheryl and I are in line shot. for the tequila right. bar. <laughs> We're there. constantly. I think, and then all the people who've had their tequila shots are like stumbling through. No. It, I, I I can't handle it. You need it. to go into that place with an open mind. Like it should feel like Cinco. <laughs> like the goal is to feel like Cinco de Mayo all the time. Like yes, it's crowded. Yes, we're drunk. Embrace it. Love it. We, your yeah, goal we, should be to your mm-hmm. yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say, um, Ashby, you need to experience Mexico Pavilion with Cheryl and and me because we have a very good time in there. Especially if you go there yes. right at eleven when oh yeah when it opens. <laughs> and so then you don't wait. You're not waiting in line. You're not waiting for the ride. You're not waiting to like um, touch all of the merchandise in every <laughs> single little hut. And then it feels like night. And if you spend enough time in there, you leave and it is nighttime. Yes, I just. <laughs> Oh you missed God. the sun completely. Okay. Well, you guys have fun with that. Thank you. I, <laughs> we'll meet you in Norway. No, I just, uh, for someone, you know, this is a problem that I have in general with Disney is I don't like crowds. <laughs> so Right. I actually hate crowds too. I hate don't know them. why I go to the parks. But going into that confined space where there's breakables everywhere and drunk people and Oh, I just, it's just too much for me. I walk in and I go, mm, I'm good. <laughs> and I leave. Yeah. One day. Literally two, though. It, break you. It's like, you can play the game Never Have I Ever with had to take a picture with someone in that large sombrero at Epcot. Because you're either drunk and you did it or, like, your aunt is like, look at this. And you're like, damn, I'm out because someone in my right. party has put it on. <laughs> it's bigger than... Any person's girth. Any person's, I challenge it. <laughs> I will say, re- my last trip there, um, I noticed that there were several cast members, like, hand-painting pottery. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was, I was a little jealous. Like, I kind of wanted to buy some of that. Like, that looked really, really cool. Um, but it was, like, the very beginning of the day, and it was going to be a very long day, so... I didn't want to carry it around. Oh, guilty. I've fallen. It's so beautiful. I bought one once. I'm that person. It's a fox. But I love that. I love that sort of stuff a lot. It's perfect. Are we missing any of those pavilions, though? Oh, the African outpost. <laughs> right. They have a delicious Coke alcoholic beverage with frozen soda. <laughs> well, that sounds fun. Yeah. Or if you fun. need a hat. They definitely do yep. that. Well, they have the, the the people there. You talk about stuff that are being handmade. Um, they've got those guys, at least one, if not multiple, where they're crafting, you know, those wooden, um, I don't even know what you would call them, tchotchkes, you know, different types. Yeah, like different things that are crafted there, which is kind of cool to watch. Epcot, man. 
Yeah, Epcot's got good good merch. Oh wait, the American Pavilion. If you're looking for a great oh. <laughs> red, white, and blue merchandise. Oh, my one of yeah. my favorite souvenirs ever. I bought in the American Pavilion, and I think I bought I bought it for you, you as did. well. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you're gonna say, and I <laughs> love them. They're <laughs> pennies, penny earrings, but they're like miniature pennies. Miniature penny earrings. Yes. I wear them on any, um, like, American holiday. Same. I mean, they're just a good copper color to go with any mm-hmm. outfit. Yeah, nice, nice <laughs> neutral. Yeah. I think there's a lack of presidential merchandise in the American Pavilion. That would be my one complaint. Yes. I um, would agree. I That shop is much smaller than I thought it would be. Yeah. The like, first time I went in there. there. Are, like, I've been into many a museum shop that is much more impressive than the American Pavilion. So Get on mm-hmm. it, America. Get mm-hmm. on it. Yeah, but they got the best bathrooms. Anyways, oh, that's a whole sure. other podcast. Good. Now <laughs> they do. Yeah, now they now do. They True. Do. Before, you didn't know if you were walking into a men's or it women's because they were all over the place. We should need to talk about bathrooms, though, and the yep. inconsistencies of going mm-hmm. right or going left into a male or oh. female restroom. Yes. It's confusing. Yes. That's for another time in a new year, possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, what other unique, unique, um, merchandise can you get? I guess Animal Kingdom also has, um, a good mix, maybe 50-50 oh, yeah. mm-hmm. of your standard merchandise and some unique stuff in, in either of the areas that are labeled as countries, I'd say they have yeah. some unique merchandise. Yeah. African, African Asia, Asia, those aren't countries. Great... Those are... <laughs> yeah. Continents, yeah. But, I mean, Christ. you know, it's, we're... <laughs> You're doing Molly's great. Molly's really throwing, throwing out the education tonight. Love <laughs> is smart. Yeah, Africa, Asia have very good merchandise, some unique stuff. Do you guys remember when they were selling the animal poop treats? No. Speaking of food, oh, I do. food as yeah. souvenirs. Yeah, yeah. That came out when they opened up the um, that little dessert shop there. Right. Behind the Mamasa Marketplace. Zuri's? Zuri, Zuri Sweets. Yeah, yeah. I'm not familiar. I love animal I Kingdom. I haven't been. Okay, T-shirt. <laughs> um, also, yeah, that, Pandora. didn't last long either. No. Because people were, they didn't like it. Well, it was a combination of it got a little bit of bad press in the beginning. Cause the way, I mean, it got good press because they were talking bad about it. Like, we're selling poop. Yeah. Um, but then there was also something, and I don't remember the exact technical thing with it, but there was something where it wasn't holding well either. Oh, shoot, yeah. If you imagine. <laughs> um. So there was problems with that, too. But they still have some really awesome sweets in that shop. I love that store. Yeah. They have my favorite thing in the world, which is, like, build your own, like, pay-by-the-pound candy. Oh, yeah. Where mm-hmm. I just go nuts on sour, gummy things. <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, oh, I'm, I still haven't hit a pound yet. And then, right. like... It's eight, it's like, eight pounds. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it costs $8 a pound. That I never right. notice how much right. it costs such a great uh way to sell stuff and pandora has oh well pandora pretty cool like, merchandise too i think they they kind of blew it out of the water with like merchandise because they had such a great they had such a great world to build off of and you won't find any disney merchandise if you will no in the pandora gift shop also and, you can't find pandora you can't find avatar merchandise anywhere but no Pandora, mm-hmm. like f- for better or worse i guess i don't know um well and, and it the reason is unique because the, of this 
Yeah, the reason they did that is because that whole thing, like, so the story of, like, you travel to the moon, um, uh, of like, you travel to Pandora, right? So when you cross the bridge, you are magically transported to this world or moon. Um, and so the things that you find there, it, 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 it's to give that feeling that you have to go there to experience it. Like it's, you're a tourist going to this moon and you wouldn't necessarily find that merchandise that you found there back on, you know, earth at Disney's animal kingdom. And they, it, it still blows me away that they have stuck to it, you know, uh, this, this long. Yeah. I love it. I've been once. but it's speaking of going to other galaxies like you know galaxy's edge has kind of done the exact same thing as pandora Mm -hmm. but obviously like there's star wars merchandise everywhere because you have to but right even within the land they have really cool things like the soap uh, not soap soda bottles that you can buy they're like little round ones that weren't allowed those are cool (laughs) they weren't allowed in carry those were in the news (laughs) yeah (laughs) couldn't take them on airplanes because people thought they were bombs that's so crazy (laughs) so silly but that i mean it also spawned like you know build your own lightsaber type of thing make your own yes. banshee like mm-hmm. the banshee yeah yeah mm. th- which all i think was inspired by the wand experience oh, for at sure. the world right which we can right. talk about in a couple minutes but yeah the star wars merchandise is i think goes a it took all the lessons learned um from all different experiences and it it um because you can't write, you can't buy a T-shirt in Galaxy's Edge that says like, "I visited Batu." You have to buy that like, in Mickey's of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You can only buy like actual Resistance or First Order Black Spire stuff. Outpost. Yeah, or like I think the the I my favorite little store they did was I don't know what it's called, um, but the one where they sell like toys. <laughs> so they they still have a way to get away with like um, selling a little ragdoll of ray or a, a oh, porg yeah, or something yeah, I, yeah. I mean i haven't been to galaxy's edge yet i'm working on plans right now everyone <laughs> um but i might be convinced to buy like a little stuffed lando little, calrissian little doll maybe lando He's on top of my oh. couch I bought a little, the little wooden uh, Millennium Falcon. It's sitting on my uh, See, that entertainment stuff is center. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I also just like Star Wars a lot, so that's that's personal. It's more than just like it's more than Disney. It's Molly's gonna come else. home with her own like self made droid that talks to her, and she's gonna talk. Right, back. I mean, yeah. I would I would build a droid over I think the lightsaber because I do want like a little because you can put a personality chip in them yes. and they can be nice or mean and oh, they respond God. to things it's crazy go make me a drink droid <laughs> that lightsaber experience though I would pay I told people this when I did it like I would pay like the two hundred dollars just to go and experience like not walk away with anything yeah right that story that you go through in there is just a oh it's 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 amazing um okay all right let's do it make sure you bring a lot of money with you when you go to galaxy's edge um i do want to talk about harry potter but before we jump over to that um i wrote down as well that sometimes there are like artists that you can buy like personalized art from right in disney parks Mm -hmm. um i know someone can draw like your picture and not like a character 
caricature stuff. I mean, you can do that too, I guess. But like, like a real nice picture or um, a silhouette. What are those things called? Right, the like hand cut silhouettes. Of you see it a lot with like kids and stuff. I think we definitely did that when I was little. Oh, I'm looking at mine right now. That's how narcissistic Cheryl is. Wow. Those are that like those are the sort of things where, um, yeah, they're just totally unique and they kind of capture a moment. Um, I don't know. I think that stuff's really cool. Yeah. Or- also, just art at Disney in general. You, there's a lot of different art places you can buy art, which I think is neat. Do you guys have Disney art hanging up in your house, though? Uh, I think I would. No. My mom was a big fan of the Disney collection statues. And, like, what's that? They were like, they would be a statue from each movie. So, like, they, we have, like, Orville from The Rescuers, and he has, like, you know, Bernard and Bianca on his back. Like, they were just, like, oh, porcelain statues. And they were collectibles because they only made a certain amount, and only certain dealers could sell them. So then you either had to get them resold or. Like, they were a big deal back in the day. And I remember, like, the Disney Parks was one of the only places that you could get them or, like, a Precious Moments seller somewhere that was authorized. Does she still have them? Oh, yeah. We have them. Well, she – so, I mean, Florida Hurricanes, we boxed them all up one year and then never put them back out. But I have a mm. few in my house. I have, like, Jasmine in the red outfit on my bookshelf. and Oh, wow. The other ones my cats have broken, but they're pretty cute. And they're, they would be expensive had I not destroyed them. Have – any of you guys done the Harry Potter wand experience? I've witnessed it. Right. I have Me not. Me too. I have not. I bought a wand, but not gone through the experience. Ooh, which wand do you have? I have um, uh, Sirius Black. I have wand. Severus Snape's. What do Ooh. they look like? I bought it when um, he died. I was really sad that day and didn't know how to feel. And I went to, the, uh. I went to Universal and bought this wand. That's sweet. I bet a lot of people did that. It was really That's nice. That's true, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't have a wand, but that could be something I think I'd be convinced to buy. Do you guys have the <laughs> ones that like work in the park? No. No, no. I don't know. I want that one. What I think about, why I thought about this, but I was looking at wands, and Arthur Weasley has a wand, and I thought about oh. buying it for him. Well, that's, oh. that's what I would get. I love Arthur Weasley. <laughs> I don't know why I thought about that forever ago, and it just came back to my mind. Well, it's one of my favorite names, and I just like him so much. Perfect. Is it a cool wand? Who is the coolest wand? Dumbledore. Um, I feel like there was there was definitely like, I so I went with the one like Sirius is is the most plain wand you can find, but that's what I wanted. I didn't want anything that was like outlandish. Well, they have like everyone though, so they have like the people who went for the Triwizard Cup, and I know one of those girls had like a very flowery one and very random characters. And what are the ones that you can, when you do the wand experience, the Ollivanders, mm-hmm. um, and you, the wand chooses you, what are those? <laughs> what do those look like? Are they cool looking too, or are they just kind of like, look like sticks? I think they're very cool, but they oh, okay. they are different, and they don't, they, they might have similar characteristics, but they're unique to you. Okay. So it might have like a... A phoenix tail in your wand or a unicorn tear or something in it. You- <laughs> I don't really know. Um, Toad's poop. Yeah. What's so smart about this experience, though, for those, I guess we could describe it really quickly. Um, you, like, 
we wait in line. <laughs> a very Unfortunately, long line. Um, yeah. to go into the little a little tight little area, it's, and it's a show. You're basically standing around this very tight, dark store. This Ollivander's store. It's the name of the wizard who sells you your wand. For those who aren't Harry Potter fans, also, why you're listening to this podcast if you're not a Harry Potter? Get out of here. Um, <laughs> Um, and the way it goes in the books and the movies and everything is that, uh, you don't pick out, you don't go to a store and pick out a wand. The wand kind of chooses the wizard. That's what they say. So in this experience, an, um, a team member in part of the entertainment team, I assume, um, pulls someone out of the audience to, to have their kind of wand, um, to buy a wand and i think it's so cool they have all these little um experiences set up where you're given your first wand and you have to give it a wave and something bad happens like books fly off the shelf or what there's like a plant it dies or something right Mm -hmm. like all sorts of like things happen and the team members like oh nope not that one put it back oh yikes definitely not definitely right i think that is literally the line um and then of course there's the mad this magic moment when you get the third wand probably you're given and the lights exactly their lights shine on you and it's this really beautiful moment um and then how do you not buy that wand right afterwards you have to and very very smart on universal's part because more often than not for the cute factor and also for the like how could you not buy this factor um they usually pull a kid out of the crowd right Mm -hmm. or two siblings maybe i don't know but that's the other thing too is like if you pick one little kid and they have a little brother like they're both getting wands obviously right um i don't know i just think it's a very cool experience it was also very smart on universal's part to make it both an experience and then like an undeniable thing that you have to buy oh for sure after that so okay i have a question because i have not been through this experience so is it just like a group of people and then like one person walks out of there with a customized wand if you want to call it that yes wow okay so then you have to buy it (laughs) yeah that person has to buy it like that's the pressure there (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Okay. So then you go through the experience, and then everybody dumps into the main wand area because that's yeah. where I was like, I was standing like, oh, I'm, let me look at these wands, and then all of a sudden I was rushed by, right. you know, 15 people. Oh God. Okay. Which is okay. Which is your nightmare. We know. Which I hate, and then I'm like, I guess I'm not going to buy a wand now. So but then I, you just I, stole it. <laughs> so I, so I stole serious. Yeah, you're like I didn't no. even want seriouses, but it's the one I was holding in it my was, hand when I walked out. Was... <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I didn't really steal it, but it got crowded, so I bought the one that was in my hand. No, just kidding. <laughs> I can picture that. Yeah. Interesting. So that's I guess that makes sense though, because you're not paying for the experience; you're going in. You experience it, and maybe one or two people might walk out of there buying a custom wand. Yeah, but it's right. Okay. It's also not custom. Like like this lightsaber, you kind of build it based on who you are and yeah. what you want to be. This is right. They pick the wand for you, so you kind of really. Great. And then, and you can oh, also buy all of these wands in the store part that aren't character wands. They're just unique looking wands with unique characteristics as well. I did Um, see those, yep. But only, you know, one or two people have that 
the show element part of it. So. Got it. Okay. Also, Cheryl sending these pictures of the wands. Some of them are so weird. Luna's is cute. I like that one. Yeah, hers is good. Oh, yep. There's old plain serious black wand. Yep. That one's a cool one. I like that I one. I like it. There's my Snapey one. The Bellatrix one is disgusting. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on a second. Now I'm thinking. Wait. wait you wait, have wait. Malfoy's wand, maybe? Ooh, it's simple. That's the plainest one. Snape oh, is no. cool. I have Snape's Yay! wand. How funny is oh that? Oh my god, yeah. you have twin wands. I'm part of the Snape crowd. Oh my god, that's amazing. Um, all right. So shifting gears, let's talk about some like key players in merchandise currently. Like if you were to walk Ooh. into a Disney park right now, what do you see? What's everyone lining up for? What's like the what are the items flying off the shelves? I'd say one of the biggest, baddest merchandise items right now has been actually pretty popular for 20 years. And it's um, pins, Disney pins. Disney pins. Like, 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 oh, so like, you know, the black and red ink? No, not pens. Oh, not pens. Oh, oh. Oh, I'm sorry. My my accent is showing. I apologize. (laughs) Pins. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. You know, Got it. pans. <laughs> Depending on where you're from, it could be said differently. Pans. 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 Um, I do. Yeah. I do have an accent, so <laughs> I guarantee I sounded weird. Uh, so, yeah, Disney pans. Um, <laughs> pins. That's that's P-I-N-S. Pins. Pin trading. Um, actually started, it was one of the like, which is actually fascinating to me. So it, it started in 1999 for the like 18 month millennium celebration. They introduced a new type of merchandise and like a, um, not a game, but a whole like process behind it for the, the millennium celebration, which was, I went for that during that 18 month period and it was fantastic. It was so fun. We could do a whole it, episode on the Millennium Celebration, it, I feel like. It's it's so funny that, like, they were able to create this piece of merchandise that just turned into, I mean, it is its own beast. I uh, think people so crazy. who aren't, and that, what's amazing is you can, you can identify as a pin trader and you can participate in that, or not even a trader, a pin collector, a pin trader, those are two very different things, um, mm-hmm. or not at all, and you still have a pin yes. right i don't i don't i don't think i've ever oh, yeah. traded a yeah. pin but i have a i have a collection of pins that i've got yeah i've never years. traded either yeah, yeah um so it's a it's a collect it's an item for a f- for the fans and it's an item for the non fans as well just the the classic tourists right so what are we talking about so they're little metal pins like with a sharp back i'm not sure how, how to describe what a pin is <laughs> <laughs> well, you call it, it's almost like a, like if you know what a, uh, like right? A, it's harder than it seems. Well, I was thinking like, you know, if you, somebody wore a brooch but or. That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, what year is it? Like, if right. you don't know what a pin is, like, oh, I don't that's know. That's true. Yeah. If you don't know what a pin is, just Ask hit stop. Hit yeah. stop. And <laughs> how are you even listening to a podcast right it's now? It's kind of like a brooch. <laughs> it's like, oh, yes, I got it now. Um, and. 
you know, I remember the very first pin I bought was a Snow White pin. Like, I don't know why. But oh, you know specifically. Because I, I remember, because, you know, when you're 11, you're spending your own babysitting money, and it's like a big deal. Oh, yeah, that's and true. And I, okay. I think I just like the colors, or I don't, whatever. I'm not a Snow White fan, necessarily. But I remember buying that, yeah. Mm. And there are little, little pins, and so there's a pin for I mean, at this point, almost everything, Everything. Right? Every yeah. single character is represented on more than one pin, probably a whole series. That's, that's the thing, too. There's something that's, like, themed little series where it's, like, all the characters surrounded by, like, a wreath or something. I don't know. There's so many different things. Every single character, every single resort, almost every single ride is reflected in a pin. Oh, man, I wish we could find a number of, like, how many pin designs have there been oh, I was since looking. the release. I was looking for that because that would have been amazing. Um, it's got to be an astronomical number. I, I agree. And I, I couldn't find, I saw kind of a, a couple numbers, but nothing that I felt, like, confident that was um, accurate. Um, there are pins for, Shelley, you've mentioned the run Disney events. There's always pins related to oh, that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Sometimes there are pins for special events. If you go on a, a VIP tour, you get a pin. Things like that. Things that you mm-hmm. can't buy necessarily. Openings. Anytime anything's yep. opened. Yep. Exactly. Um, yeah. And they're cool. And for the most part, they're between like 10 and $14. So in the scheme of Disney souvenirs, they're relatively inexpensive. That's That's mm-hmm. manageable. That's something like a kid could spend their money on. Or you could buy a, a handful of pins and call it a day for souvenirs. They're small. They don't take up a lot of room in your suitcase. You know, the whole thing. Um, so I understand why they're popular. You know, if you want to collect some pins of your favorite character. Do you have a lot of goofy pins, actually? I do. And it, you know what's funny is uh, some of them are from me. Because, like, if I would see a, a goofy pin, I would pretty much buy it. Or I would have people that knew my obsession with goofy yeah. who would get me a pin that maybe I hadn't gotten yet. I do have a couple duplicates. We gotta trade those. I know. That's, I, I just, I don't know why I never thought about like, oh, let me throw this in my pocket while I go out and, and I can trade them. Well, pin trading I never thought awkward. about trading. Well, let's well, talk about true. pin trading. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so pin trading is, was um, introduced at the exact same time as pins were introduced in the park. And the whole idea was like, <laughs> You can just buy these and hold on to them, or also here's something very special you can do. Um, and every cast member is equipped with, to this day, I believe. Um, it's it's narrowed down a little bit because of certain positions and safety and things like that. But oh, sure. So still, right, you I can guess still find them a lot. I guess any cast member that's like free roaming, right? Someone right, who's, yeah taking your stroller or someone who's greeting or things like that they're gonna have Mm -hmm. um usually wearing like a lanyard or a little patch on their hip things like that and they are wearing pins and some of those are pins that have been traded with other people and some this is the coolest part some are cast exclusive lanyards or um Mm -hmm. pins that have been kind of issued to cast members to trade with other guests so that you can't buy them in the stores and Usually they are a part again a part of a series. So even if you like a pin, then you're kind of tempted to maybe get the whole series. You kind of have to go search for them on other cast members' lanyards, and it just in a weird way it um, I'm, I'm sure this was intended in some way, but it gets guests speaking to cast members 
more than saying like, oh, where's the bathroom? <laughs> or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm so mad at you that the Tower of Terror is a 90 minute wait. Instead, they're starting these conversations, these like neutral conversations, um, which Disney often is credited as, credited as having these like amazing personal interactions with cast members. And I think pin trading can sometimes start those conversations. So I'm a fan yeah, of that. Yeah, it, it definitely, it's definitely a byproduct of it. I think... Yeah, if we go back to our table, we've got our <laughs> pin designer, we've got our guy making the money, and then there was probably somebody that was like, oh my gosh, like this is going to create so many great guest interactions. Yeah. Or what I witnessed a lot that I – because, here, okay, here's what I'll give you from the perspective of like a Disney cast member with a lanyard. You had a couple different categories. You had people that were like they got there at opening time. They would come running to look at your lanyard oh, for sure. about – a second and a half, and they'd know immediately if you had the goods they were looking for. Mm -hmm. And that was it. And there was usually never a hi or a hello. Maybe there might be a good morning, but they were on a mission to get the the pin that they were missing out of their collection or whatever else they were trying to do. Yeah. The ones that I loved were the kids that, you know, maybe they bought this pin or maybe they were given it, they were, it was given to them at the hotel and they, they just have it in their hand, and they're so shy. Yeah. But they see something on yours, but they don't want to ask you. And then the parents are like, no, 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 go go ask them. And and you immediately recognize it, and you're like, oh, my gosh, you know, c- please come over here. You know, like, I want to just yeah. give you all the pins that are on my land right now. <laughs> so sweet, and it was such a such a great way to encourage interaction Yeah. for kids. Um, um, and I think I, you're definitely describing what I've – because I've – gone to Disney so many times and sometimes with like um cousins or um friends who have small kids and often they would the parent as like a present this happened a couple times um as like a plane present or something they'd be like here I bought you a starter pack Mm -hmm. Disney sells Mm -hmm. pin starter packs and they're cute and they come with a lanyard but they're not necessarily the coolest pins right they are kind of (laughs) intended to be traded away they're just like just the you know the fab five or whatever you buy the Mm -hmm. like finding nemo set or something um and it was really cool because you got like a gift right off the bat but it was something that this kid can then enjoy the whole trip and then they've had this like curated souvenir at the end so it's kind of like the gift that keeps on giving (laughs) throughout the like five day and then it's something that they really remembered because they didn't just pick it up off a shelf at the store they like Mm-hmm. talked to 20 cast members and looked at all these lanyards and like thought really long and hard about it and a funny observation from that from my end was I was like that's what you picked like it was always <laughs> just like the stupidest one so ugly or it was one where you could have just I don't know you could have bought it or whatever I, I think I was most attracted to the cast uh, exclusive ones because I thought those were cool. The fact that you can't yeah. buy them, I think, is neat. Although, as you can imagine, my interactions pin trading are super awkward, so I don't think I've ever successfully <laughs> done. I used to love. Um, I would take a pin, you know, like maybe more of like a cool pin or one of the exclusives, and I would flip it around on my lanyard so you couldn't see it. Um, oh, interesting. So, so what is what somebody does that would, mean? It was, I just, it just became, like, I actually, I wish I could, like, give credit to who showed me this, and I'm sure there's others who do it, but uh, it was another cast member that kind of clued me in on it, but it was just, it became, like, a fun little game to play, and they would look at the pins, and they'd see that one turned around, 
And some people would like go to reach. I'm like, no, no, that's a mystery pin. Oh, a mystery pin. That's yeah, fun. like you can trade for it, but you, you know, you're not going to know what it is. And so it became a little fun game. And then obviously, if they traded for it and they hated it, I'd trade whatever else they wanted. You'd run but... away cackling. Yeah, <laughs> but it was a fun little moment. And I remember, like, at one point, I had because you know the, the all of them have that standard Mickey head back to them, like the little rubber thing. Oh, right, yeah. And I, there's these special ones that I guess they sell where it's like a there's like a Mickey hand or something, you know. And so I, that would always be the one that I would have turned around and be the one with the Mickey hand. Aww. So it signified that it was a special pin. 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 Disney pin. Do you know what I hate? I hate, oh. I hate the double-backed pins. Oh, what a nuisance. With two prongs mm-hmm. and two First backs. Of all, dangerous. Why create two? And sometimes I would look at these pins and I'm like, these are the same size, if not smaller, than some of the other ones that are mm-hmm. only one back. Yeah. Obnoxious. I also don't like the giant pins. The ones Agreed. with like windows and like dangling things. <laughs> it's weird. It's full full mechanics that move. <laughs> but I guess those aren't those aren't the ones anyone's trading. Those, those are, are the like more very special ones. Yeah. Right. Um, I've also, like, you know, we all have Disney friends in our lives. I've also appreciated how creative some people can be in, like, displaying their pins once they get home. I think it's mm. kind of cool. I have not. All my Disney stuff is, like, in a box. In Ashby's I just have a storage court, unit. Court. Yeah. <laughs> in <it>. Florida. <laughs> no, I know. It's my dirty I do secret. Ashamed of it. Under my box. Yeah. She just Sorry. pulls the box out every now and then and looks at it and Touch then puts it, it back. Yeah, cry one <laughs> single tear and then I put it away. Oh. <laughs> I know, it's so sad. I'm negative Nancy mm. tonight. Um, <laughs> the next big kind of thing you couldn't avoid if you wanted to at Disney Parks are Minnie Mouse ears. Yep. They're everywhere. And this. Wait, hold on. I'm usually not with the times. Explain this the to headbands. me. The headbands. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, they're mini because there's two ears and a bow, usually. Yes, got it. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. Got oh, it. Oh, yes. And I think that, like, Etsy and, like, Pinterest have stepped up yes. Disney's game for sure. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> merchandise across the board, the pressure is on. Yeah, because if, if Disney's not going to keep changing it up and making them cute, by golly, housewives are going to. House moms are definitely going to do it. <laughs> and they are cute. And they're like, almost um, better. Yeah, they, I would say so. So um, throwing it back. Um, back when I was a kid, I, I did have the set of Mickey ears where you get your like name embroidered on the back. The hat. Um, mm-hmm. The hat. The hat one. The little cap one. Which, like, by the way, does that fit anyone or is my head weird? No, never. No, never okay, fit. Cool. Mm. I feel better about did that. Did you actually um, wear it around the park? Oh, you bet I oh, you bet I did. Goodness. And I will provide a photo <laughs> of <laughs> me in high school. So, Ooh. yikes. Um, I was a late bloomer. That's what we'll call it. I respect it. Yeah, so I had that. So I understand, like, and then mini headbands, I'm sure, existed at the time. But you're totally right, Cheryl. I think Etsy creators stepped up their game. They started adding, like, glitter and different bows, maybe seasonal or themed to a movie or something. Disney took notice. And I think the mini ear craze totally took off. Yep. Um, 
And they are really neat down now. I noticed last trip a whole wall in the Emporium was dedicated to mini ears. An entire wall. It used to be a wall of stuffed animals. Now it was a wall of mini ears. Wall of mini ears. Yeah. Um, oh, that's crazy. I didn't realize how big they had gotten. Huge. They're I mean, huge. there are like Instagram accounts dedicated to this stuff. Jeez. Mini ears. Oh, you know, I forgot to mention something. Just because we're talking about like Etsy and outside things for pins pns um if you are going to buy pns online oh, is this can, our tip of the week yeah this is a tip of yeah sure tip of the week tip of the week um <laughs> tip of the week. <laughs> we'll bring in our guy with his cigar um make sure that they're disney pins because sometimes I, w- I would have the sad moment of someone coming up to me with a pin that it was like a, a hocked off pin. Like they bought it online in a bag of like 40 for like a penny and they're not Disney. So you make sure you have Disney official pins if you go to trade because yeah. it's just an awkward moment if you don't. You can buy cheaper pins online ahead of time mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. Disney official pins. So that's like yeah. a little hack, but you have to be careful about it. Yeah, it should on the back of the pin. There just should be the Disney copyright. Yeah. Like it should say Disney and then like the little C with the circle around it. That's usually the dead giveaway. And this has been your tip of the week. Tip of the week. Tip of the week. <laughs> <laughs> we should get segment music for that. Oh, I That's like that. That's a headwear, though, because so you're talking about the mm-hmm. old hats, which I know they still sell, right. but I don't think anybody's actually wearing. I think I only see them in, like... Oh, the, like, character hats. Right, like, the, the, like, Mickey Mouse ears with, like, the little yarmulke-looking thing. I mean, kind of, right? Um, but do you guys remember back in the day when they used to have, like, the faces, but they were hats, and they were, like, huge plastic things with, like, eyelashes? Oh, for sure. That I remember I busted a lip on one of them because... They were hard as a rock. Yeah, yeah. my sister, yeah. like, came at me, and, like, I didn't expect it, and she ran into my face, and I my lips swole up from it. But those things were scary, but also so cool looking now that you think about it. They were cool. They were so, I think they're synonymous with, like, tourists, right? Like, if you were, did it, like, didn't Jamie at the end of Aladdin wear a goofy yes. hat like that? 100%. Oh, that's right. That's right. The goofy one was really cool because it had, like, the floppy ears. Yeah. But I remember, like, Daisy Duck, Donald Duck. Yep. For sure. I. You know what? Let's bring those back. They were really cool. And then they wound up having, like, that, like, it went from like hard plastic to like just cloth and now it's like ball caps only but man those what a time i like a disney ball cap i have a oddly shaped head so i can't wear hats but (laughs) um they are cute i think they really upped their hat game recently agreed appreciate that um but yeah the the ears are a big thing i kind of enjoy the seen what's like the next one that they come out with but i don't own any do you own any cheryl of the new ones like of the colors or no just like any of the mini ears at all any so when i mean what disneyland did its 50th they had some like diamond ears i have those those are cool and then um i went to aulani and they have cute like hawaiian flower ears so i have those Wait, those are the cutest one. I know exactly. They just have like one little pretty little bow. Yeah, like or flower. two little, mm-hmm. um, whatever they're called, flowers. I'm never going to get it right. 
but yeah. But I know what that. Those were so subtle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of like the ones that still look like mini ears, but they have something that's like a little themed about them. Those would be my favorite ones yeah. if I were to get any. They're also expensive. I think that's why I have not gotten any. Agreed. They're like $30. They're pretty insane. So, but I, that's... I love a good Disney hat and have almost all of them, including the visors. <laughs> Sun care, guys, in the theme parks. It's very important. Um, we already kind of s- talked about this, but... Uh, like plushes, Disney stuffed animals. Those were yes. always hit. Whoa. <laughs> Cave of Wonders. Oh, sorry about that. <clears throat> sorry. Um, have <laughs> always been popular, still are popular. And they come out with some cute stuff every once in a while. But to add with what you guys were saying earlier about, I wonder how much of it they pick characters because they know that they can sell. Do you guys remember when Toy Story 3 came out? And like well before we knew any of the characters, Lotso the smelly strawberry bear came out. Oh, that's right. Like Central Florida, he was everywhere. I saw him everywhere. Mm -hmm. Turns out he is a complete a-hole. The bad guy. Not even a likable character. And yet... He's not even a likable villain, if I'm being honest. Right. And so, like, now all these kids have this stinky bear. And I think we've already said that. But (laughs) it made me think about Toy Story 4 and wondering, because, like, they had the Key and Peele stuffed animal. Oh, yeah. Much better characters. I, I mean, I don't really remember if they... They move the plot along at all, aside from being no. just lovable, funny merchant right. later. Yeah. yeah. But Forky. Oh, oh my God. Let me tell you. Hidden gem. I couldn't find. Forky. I couldn't find anything. On, I, I went to Disney like shortly after Toy Story Four came out, and I was so mad I couldn't find a single Forky. Was it because stuff was like sold out, or there was? Just I don't know. Interesting. That's I don't shocking. know. Now, th- you could find, like, there'd be, like, a set of something where you could find, like, a forky with, cookie. you know? A cookie? cookie? Yeah, they had a forky cookie. Like, one of those sugar cookies that was ice. That was the only oh. thing that I found anywhere. Oh, my gosh. Y- yeah, I was so disappointed that there weren't more forky. I think they missed out oh, there. Agreed. He became, like, a, a sleeper hit, though, because, like, I remember during Halloween, like, it was late in the game. It wasn't early Halloween, but um, all of a sudden I saw ads, and everyone dressed up like him for Halloween, and even Party uh. City had a costume that you you think that something that was garbage made into love and looked janky <laughs> couldn't look any jankier, but it was perfect. Oh, Party City costume. It was the uh. perfect amount. Was it a sexy forky? I, oh, my God. Oh. We should look. There probably is. Probably oh, I'm is. Sh- there's got to be. Sexy I'm sure Buzz, there is. sexy Forky. Yeah. But I did, just in case anybody out there is also a Forky fan, there is a pop Forky that is pretty darn cute. Ooh. And I'm probably going to be getting it. Talk about popular talk merchandise. About, <laughs> yeah, talk about, talk about pop. Fu- oh, pops. gosh. Funko yeah. Pops. Go, Funko Pops. Go crazy. People go crazy for them. But what's funny about that is they are not, and there's something else on this list that is not Disney exclusive. That's not like a, right. that's not something Disney invented, but Disney said, you bet we'll participate in oh, this. Oh, for sure. Um, right, right. So how would you describe the Funko Pop? Because this is, you, this is something specific. If you don't know what this is, we sound like we're saying ball sack again. <laughs> oh, God. If you, don't, if you don't know what a Funko Pop is, again, hit that pause Go button. Google it. Go take your medicine. But it's like a little little figurine, could we call it? Yeah, they typically have like a bigger head and a smaller body. They kind of look like they could be 
in the older days of video games, what like people looked like on video games. Am I wrong? Oh yeah, that 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 makes sense. Like a little bit of an eight bit look to you. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Yeah, they're just like these cute little figures. You've if you don't know what it is, you've definitely seen one somewhere at someone's house or at a store. They come in a little square box and they basically have a character for every single thing that's ever been made. They have like big ever. black eyes, right? Isn't that Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some and it's funny cuz some are bobbleheads and some are not. Oh, I didn't know that. I found I found that out when I bought Doctor Strange and I was really mad he was a bobblehead. What? Oh, that seems like I a really odd bobblehead. character to be a bobblehead. It's very creepy. He's kind of right. serious. Right. Yeah. Um and they are yeah, I think there's any character you would consider to be part of like a f- fandom, right? So like Marvel, Disney, Star Wars, I'm just naming the Disney ones. Um, like Lord of the Rings, um, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, anything that like has like a following, I guess. Does that make? Is mm-hmm. that a good way to describe it? Yeah, no, that's um, well, it, it, like anything that's like, yeah, like especially pop culture too. Like Saved by the Bell has a whole set I have now. A Bill and, and one. Yeah, oh yeah, God, yeah. Hilarious. I mean, it's almost like you name it, and I feel like they've released it. But also too. Um, they're kind of getting into that game of like they release but then when they're out they're out you know and now there's there's becoming this like um collection mentality where some of them are worth way more because um oh yeah i think that's the point know. of them is to have limited releases right. and numbers attached yeah who yeah what do you guys have more than that how many do you have Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted. Oh, no. And then I have Alias, Sydney Bristow, the Jennifer Garner character. I have two of those. Oh, I love that Mm -hmm. one. We've got a few. We've probably got, I'd say collectively, we have about 10 to 15 of them. Okay. Yeah. You do have shelf space. Yeah, we got a little. Well, what's funny is they're not out right now because we ran out of space. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, so some of them are in in, uh, boxes. But uh, it's the main reason we get hit with them is because when we go to the cons, um, oh, sure. They're, they're huge at the different conventions. That makes sense. And so we always see like, oh, my God, they made a character of, you know, this one random thing you see once in a show. Who's your favorite? It. Which one is your favorite? Scrooge McDuck. Oh, God, that's a great one. He's so well done. He doesn't look – he looks really close to, like, what he actually looks like. Cute. It's a really great – it's a really great pop. So similar to, I think maybe this was actually Disney's take on Funko Pop was Vinylmation. You guys remember those? Oh, yeah, I have a bunch. Oh, that's right. I forgot about those. I know. And so they they were very popular for many years. And I think yeah. currently they're not. They, they kind of went away. I don't... I. I haven't seen one in a couple of years, and I'm I'm not looking for them, so that's possibly why they might still be around. But they, they kind of came and went at this point. But it was a little bit of this a similar situation, but only Disney. It was like a little ceramicy, no plasticky, uh, yeah. Mickey body, like a little teeny figurine, maybe a couple inches high, um, and then painted not necessarily lifelike but painted with a design that was some some sort of disney theme mm-hmm. yeah they went nuts with those i forgot about that ah. uh what's funny little thing i just googled vinylmation just to like spark my memory and on ebay there's like a full collection that's selling for twenty five thousand wow. dollars in case you're interested no, i'm good 
But I, the thing about Vinylmation, this gets me, is I love a good secret, like, oh, it's a collection of 12, and I don't know which one I'm opening, and I, like, have to buy one and open it and try to collect them all, but then as soon as I open it, I'm like, what do I need this for? But I bought at least, like, 10, because I was like, ooh, but which one am I going to get? Oh, what is this? <laughs> right. They got me. Yeah, definitely, there was, like, some random ones. But I, it was there was there was sometimes those ones where you'd like hear like you'd see the picture and you're like oh my god I gotta have that one because it's that random you know Disney afternoon character I've never had mm-hmm. before. I will say that um, some of the I'm kind of changing gears here, but so there are some lower cost souvenirs that I think are pretty timeless and that people always go for. Um, one being the pressed penny machines, which are fantastic. Oh. I still have a ton. Like, I that was a big thing when I was a kid. Me too. Because pressed pennies are really cheap. <laughs> you know, it's a penny. Um, plus, like, two quarters. And uh, I would collect them from anywhere we went. And then when we went to Disney, I bought, like, a Disney-specific little um, – it was, like, a, a, a little binder, you know? That oh, you could right. put your, your pennies in. And then I was also introduced to the world of pressed quarters because oh. Disney did that for a while, too. So I have a whole collection of those that I that I got when I first came to Disney. Yeah, I definitely did that as well. Um, another low-cost souvenir that has become, I've noticed, increasingly more collector-y-based is, um, like, the food, <laughs> the food accessory stuff. So popcorn buckets, um, souvenir, like, sippers, which I call cups, but apparently sippers is the appropriate <laughs> name. <laughs> Even things like, I mean, I'm, I always do this. I always upgrade to the, like the glow cubes or like the themed straws or they're like straw clips and stuff. Um, I've noticed those have become increasingly more popular recently. And I can't help but think that was influenced by the like um, Tokyo Disneyland stuff. Because I know they've been doing popcorn buckets for a long time, like themed popcorn flavors and themed oh, pop- yeah. popcorn buckets. That's kind of like a th- thing. <laughs> yeah, um, yep. that those parks do very well. So that's been an interesting kind of lower cost merchandise trend for the past few years. Yeah. Some of them are kind of cool. The Jack Skellington mm-hmm. zipper from Halloween was hilarious. Very popular things. And like they even have like the Trader Sam's where it's like the hat box goes, right. a tiki, whatever. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, any any souvenir glass, I guess, could be lumped into this at all that aren't even like special edition or um for seasonal or anything they just exist as like you can always pay $18 for this soda and get a souvenir goblet <laughs> right <laughs> my mom never let us do those because she'd be like those are those are junk but I disagree I disagree as well I think they're cool yeah um let's see oh and the big you know this is the newest thing this idea, and this might be, is this Disney exclusive? Someone needs to confirm this for me. But this idea of the color trends. Oh, they're new. Oh. Right? It's a couple years old. Mm-hmm. And I think it all started with um, the color known as rose gold. Yes. <laughs> Which is um, is kind of exactly what it sounds like. It's like um, a pinkish hued gold it's like a it's a pretty color it is it's like you could find it in a lot of different um not disney related stuff just like it was like a a color palette situation a couple years ago i'd say 
Yeah, ro- I mean, rose gold has become, like, an actual thing because, like, a- Apple Watches and stuff have it. But once they got right. that in the parks, they went nuts. Like, I feel like it was everywhere and everyone wanted it and they were – everyone had a and rose so they, gold ear. Yes, yeah, so it, I was going to say, so going back to mini ears, with the color trends, there's always a special mini ear in this color. There's always bags and T-shirts or the spirit jersey, right? That's a whole thing upon itself, and what is a spirit jersey? You, Cheryl, you explained this to me perfectly not too long ago. Because oh. I was like, what is it? A big t-shirt? Like, why is it Why is it oversized? Yeah, I have it's no idea like what you guys are talking about. It's honestly, like, in between a, like, hoodie and a t-shirt, but, like, you don't want to wear real pants, so you wear leggings, and it's big enough to cover your booty. Like, they're so comfortable. <laughs> yeah. They're big, oversized, like, thick t-shirt. You described it, Cheryl. You were like... Um, you know how in Florida it doesn't ever get cold? <laughs> well, when it does, you wear a spirit jersey. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I get it. It's like it's like a cozy thing that you're never going to be too hot in. It's our version of scarves, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fall oh, my wear. gosh. But no, it, and to your point, like, they come, Disney's done really smart where they will be like, oh, you liked the fact that it was just rose gold. Well, let's come out with some more colors and put everything in it and, like, just brand it out there for you. Everything, food, and so much stuff. Tumblers. So, mini backpacks are also mm-hmm. becoming a huge one. Yes, the, like, the lounge fly backpack. Mm-hmm. That's like a, the mini Wait, backpacks, the, yeah. Weren't those, like, really popular back in oh, the 90s? 90s like, little mini backpacks. Back. It's coming We're back, back, baby. Gosh, I feel like a lot of this stuff just like whizzes by me like a speeding train. I don't even know what the hell's going on. Aww. And then by the time I do learn about it, it's already gone. Well, with <laughs> like, I mean, to be fair, with the color trend, it feels like that. It's like whiplash. Um, right. By the time you're like, oh, oh, wow, I finally was able to find these um, millennial pink ears. They're like, uh, <laughs> right. the, that's so over. Now we're on to purple potion ears like <laughs> the color trends move really really quickly or at Jeez. least it feels like they do and that's the thing right, they're they're right. hard to find you have to kind of like park cop to go find the color stuff you're looking for um yeah any ones that you guys liked particularly ashby maybe none i guess <laughs> it sounds yeah, like I'll, I'll sit out on this one <laughs> i mean the rose gold was gorgeous um and then they came out with briar gold which was like a dustier rose gold oh okay that's interesting but then i i mean i didn't buy any of them do you have a spirit jersey i have quite a few spirit jerseys which one's your favorite spirit jersey Um, i like i tend to go with the black one so they had a they had a hocus pocus one last halloween and on the back it said a muck a muck a muck and it had like a black cat that's cute it was cute I like that. Oh, and then there was a farewell illuminations one that was really cute, and I got that one too. And then there was like an acidy wash gray one. So I have all of them basically. <laughs> I don't have I don't have any spirit jerseys, and I, maybe offline you and I can discuss on which one I should get, and then I'll save up for it because they're like eighty bucks. Oh, they are expensive. It'll cost you a pretty penny. I'm gonna be Wait, very they're, serious. Wh- they're that expensive. Merry yeah. Christmas. Whoa, <laughs> you're getting that's one. Crazy. Got that Disney Vacation um, Club discount. There, so there were two colors that came out in the past like six months that I like. I'm not whatever. I think all this stuff is fine. It's not my thing, but I I think it's fine. I think it's kind of cool and interesting to watch. But two colors came out where I was like, "That's a what's that now?" And one was called iridescent, which is isn't that the lack of 
color? Is that isn't that clear? Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Which then I was like, mm. and it was like the backpack was clear. <laughs> so like that's just a clear backpack. But whatever, I guess that's oh, fine. Boy. Um, I think that's. It is what it is, but I had a little head-scratcher moment. And then the some very similar one was Magic Mirror. But that one made more sense because it was basically like just reflective silver, yes. I guess. Yeah. Oh, my. Right. Um, the most recent one, correct me if I'm wrong, Cheryl, um, is the Arendelle Aqua, yeah. which is like actually a very pretty blue color. Yeah, like a lighter blue. Mm-hmm. Surprised. Uh, I When I heard about it, I... I was surprised at how much I actually saw some of the spirit jerseys and stuff. I was like, oh, that is actually kind of a lovely color. But yeah, I think people spend so much money to like keep up with the color trends. And again, not my jam. Go for it. I definitely follow you on Instagram. So go for it. (laughs) Um, It very much is, though, the Instagram culture, because as soon as one of those colors come out, like if you follow those feeds like I do religiously, like every girl has to have it immediately and pose with it in front of whatever. And then it kind of goes from there. It's more of a trending thing Mm. than I need to have this color thing. Well, good for Disney for jumping on that bandwagon because that's... Uh, yeah, kind yeah. of. I think the one thing that makes me a little bit... And this has probably been going on for a long time, but I've only become aware of it recently is like because these are considered like hot items, there is this like online resell world that goes on as people go scoop up all this merchandise. Like a oh, yeah. annual pass holder will go like buy, you know, Aerodel Aqua ears and then go home and like resell them so like within the first couple hours of a new item being um on sale it's already online for like triple the price which is like i guess again always probably been going on but i've only become aware of it recently and i that just makes me so angry yeah because what if that little kid from oklahoma wanted a pair of ears and like she can't freaking find them because i'm like older man is reselling them <laughs> online. <laughs> it just like doesn't it just doesn't feel fair to me and that sort of stuff kind of drives me a little bonkers with the whole like hysteria about it but nah. and just like that I'm over it. Well and it, I mean it, it's really like you said it, it's something that's been going on for so long I mean if you think about anything anything that anybody can get their hands on I've seen park maps on eBay I've seen um, you know like I've like Somebody was telling me that they they like the forks that they started to use at Galaxy's Edge, which I think they've quickly changed yep. out. Okay. That people were selling those on eBay. Like it's just obnoxious. People, it's a bummer. welcome to a capitalist environment. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it is, but it is sad. I, I agree with you that like it's sad when people do it, and it affects, especially like kids that really would love to have something like this, you know. And now they're going to miss out because. Like you said, the guy with the cigars buying them all up and selling them on eBay. Yeah. And I don't want to sound like, you know, the ranting, raving against childless millennials, for God's sakes. I mean, look at us. But, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, wow. That was a that was an intense moment for me. But, like, <laughs> there is, those are the moments where I'm like, you actually are taking something away from mm-hmm. someone else. Like, just chill out for a second like um we can all have the ears man just relax (laughs) right um (laughs) are we missing anything from like some iconic disney merch 
I was only going to bring up, um, well, this isn't under iconic. I, I don't know if you have another category, but. Slightly iconic. <laughs> well, I was thinking about my, my most recent trip to Disney, and I, we came across this shop, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was really neat because it was a lot of like. I don't know if it, I don't know if Disney bounding is still a thing, but like, I love Disney bounding so much. Yeah, that that was kind of where this shop had gone in the direction of. You see, like these fun dresses and shirts. Oh my and, god, the dress shop! I know exactly what you're talking. Is about. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That was such a cool. Like I love. It was I a like neat take too. on on Disney. Yeah, I really like it. It's kind of like Disney bounding meets Dapper Day, which are two like oh, fan yeah. events that Disney has like embraced a little bit. I don't know how much like monetarily. Probably nothing. Right, um, right, right. But yeah, to, yeah, Disney bounding and um, the Dapper Day stuff, which I smell another episode. Yes, please. <laughs> oh, and I guess like, so Disney bounding, I guess. We yeah, explain, should. we should so, explain those two things quickly. So th- this is from what I know in my my unpopular uh, knowledge of things. Um, basically, it's like if you take an outfit and dress up as like, a character so like if you're like uh, i'm trying to think of a character like if you want to dress up like ariel but like not as the mermaid ariel maybe you'll wear some clothes that are similar to the color and you know when i look at you i know oh that outfit is like reminiscent of ariel's outfit yeah. but it's like maybe just a shirt and shorts or something like so that you might you wear know? like a purple shirt and green pants and that's your ariel disney bound mm-hmm. yeah yep my uh, wife and I actually did did that for um, a Disney cruise we went on. Ugh. I dressed up as a Beast with a, a blue like sweater what? with a yellow shirt underneath. I'll uh, I'll make sure we get that picture up. Yes. Um, and then she had like a yellow dress, you know, type of thing. So you could tell like what we were dressing up as, but not like I didn't have a Beast mask on my face type of thing. I, and it was it's out of the uh, rule, right, that um, adults aren't allowed to wear costumes yep. in Disney parks. Correct. So it's kind of like, how do you pay tribute? How do you, I mean, unless it's a Halloween party. Um, how do you pay tribute and dress like your favorite character without dressing? It was started by, like, uh, one girl online, and it's actually very, very cool. We can include, like, links her stuff i think she should get a little love dapper day is similar to that though dapper day is a callback to like when people used to get dressed up in nice clothing in like the 1950s and 60s and go to disneyland for like dates or like family days um love it whereas now like it's like be as comfortable as you can because you're gonna get blisters <laughs> wear your 15 miles spirit jerseys uh-huh. right um which is fine but not back then and so dapper day is like another fan event that gets like organized online where people dress up in vintage clothing um and go enjoy the parks like with high heels on and three-piece suits and stuff and sometimes those worlds collide so people can dress in vintage clothing whilst disney bounding and that is fun to watch i think that's so cool people are so creative like blows my mind I can't pull a Halloween costume together to save my life, but some people can merge two fan events together in one. It's amazing. <laughs> right. Oh, God, I love it. Oh, someone wrote down on this list another collectible item is a sum-sum. Sum-sums. I think they're really cute, oh, but yeah. I don't have any of those. They're like they little, cute. little, they almost look like little tubes, but little they look nuggets. like a character. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like little 
teeny little stuffed animals, but in they're Central just, yeah, little Florida, nuggets. In Central Florida, you find them on a lot of dashboards of cars. Interesting. Oh, God, I nice. love regionalisms. <laughs> That's, so That's so funny. I have a little goofy Tsum Tsum. I had to get him. He looked really cute. They're cute. Collections of Tsum Tsums look cute together because, again, they're just like little faces. <laughs> So you could like so stack like them all like together. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, that's not a Disney original thing as well. I think you can get, it's more similar to like Funko Pop where I think they're, you can get different characters from different Like different, things. yeah, oh yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. Oh, I will tell you the one um, merchandise item that I ha- that I saw out in the stores after I left that I think is so cool. Earlier this summer, they released Earlier this year, this summer, they released different windbreakers themed to different yes. lands. Yeah, they did. And they were oh, that's cool. so cool. So cool. I would proudly walk around Boston wearing the Animal, Ki- Animal Kingdom Harambe windbreaker, just right. for the record. It was so cool. Well, have you seen the newer ones where they have, like, uh, there's a Fantasyland one that says I live in a Fantasyland, but there's even one, like, for Tomorrowland that has the purple wall on it. Oh, I love the walls. Oh, yeah. I love the walls. That's a whole other topic, but it's, I mean. If I can learn how to pose in a picture, maybe one day the walls will work out for me, but I don't know what to do with my arms. (laughs) Oh, my God. Molly, there was a recent memory that popped up of that that picture that you and I took at Hollywood Studios on the baggage. Do you remember that? Like oh it was my like God. along the street. Yeah, that's a good one. It's like the it's such a favorite picture of mine. We'll post it. Yeah, we should do that. We'll it's a good it. one. It's a good one. Man, we've had so many good times. I bet we went on Tower of Terror together in during that moment. <laughs> we probably did. <laughs> uh all right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed our trip down uh Main Street. <laughs> I see what I did there. <laughs> Through the Emporium. Uh, through the Emporium, as we talked about merchandise, and we just barely scratched the surface here. Right. But, um, you know, on your way out, please stop by our gift shop, mm-hmm. and you can purchase your own iridescent podcast, You Are All Clear t-shirt. Yep. It's just a plastic it's bag. It's just a plastic, a plastic bag. bag. <laughs> if anyone does want to email us directly, though, with their address, we will send you an iridescent podcast, You Are All Clear t-shirt. <laughs> Yeah, you'll home. be able to <laughs> not <Absolutely>. see it. <laughs> <laughs> so let us know. But drop a line on our Instagram and let us know what your favorite um, theme park merchandise is. Yes, please. Pew, pew. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Woo.